It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic alongside Brad Walker on this 15th day of May. We're reopening. 6.06 on the clock in 76 degrees, mostly cloudy outside. Brad, I know we talked about it a little bit before we got on air, but there is the longest of lines and longest of wait times just to get your hair cut. Uh, but sports fan presented by JK Contracting. Phone lines open at 740-592-6646. It's good we're reopening, but yeah, it's going to be a while until you can get that haircut again. It is. Um, everyone is just absolutely packing. I saw a tweet actually in Central Ohio. It was a screen grab of a Great Clips app, and every single one of them said 180 in minutes plus in walk-ins only. So they're not even doing online check-in. It's basically a madhouse. Personally, I was so excited for this day to get my hair cut, but I was going to go right when Great Clips opened. Some some things came up in my day. Unfortunately, wasn't able to do that. So I'm going to wait a couple days. I'm going to ride out with this kind of long surfer California blonde look I got rolling. And then a couple <laughs> days, I'll, I'll get trimmed up, and hopefully by next week, I'll be going back to my normal hairstyle. Well, yeah, I mean, you were it was fitting. You were with the Savannah Bananas last <laughs> summer, and, and yes. they said that you had the, the hair color of the bananas. I think that was Jake... Uh, yeah, I do, well, I do. Whether I cut it or not, it doesn't matter. It's still blonde. It's all natural, but I right, agree it with is. Jake. It is, it is blonde. Blonde, yeah. yellow, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but of course, you, know, you go out to enough high school games when we have high yeah. school sports going on. People should know what you look like by now. Right? I'm on the radio, so maybe they'll know my voice. Maybe. It's, it's, it's more about the kids. As long as they remember the kids' names of playing the game, it's not about me. Right, not about us. Uh, and I say that not lightly because today... I got the information. Trevor Stevens does a, a great job uh, keeping us informed at this, during these times. It all, all matters of sports. Uh, but he did send me a, a tweet. This one was from uh, Connor Morris uh, saying that Ohio University President Nellis announced the termination of 53 instructional facility members and 94 administrators uh, as they're looking to cut costs, looking to... Uh, save as much money as possible during these pandemic times. And it's not just Ohio University. There was a 23% cut to athletics over in Akron. Uh, There are being cuts made across the board, not only in sports, but on the academic side. Uh, And they also have a new furlough plan. You could go on Ohio.edu and see all the the information there. But, you know, this pandemic is is becoming uh, more... It was real at the beginning, but now financially... You know, th- this is becoming more of a, uh, a longer-lasting issue than what everybody had, had hoped at the beginning that it would have been. Well, the Mid-American Conference general, in general is just really struggling, Connor. I mean, without any of these baseball games being played, softball games, any of these tournaments happening up in neutral locations where fans, maybe they're not huge fans of the MAC, but they live in the area, they're going to go ahead and go to those games. I mean, just look at the MAC basketball tournament. Normally that lower bowl for the championship Saturdays is somewhat packed. I'm not saying it's absolutely uh, – it 
standing room only at all, and no means necessary for that. But it, they are just certainly hurting, and especially if football season rolls around and they are not able to get those uh, football games out for those midweek matching games that everybody knows and loves. And ESPN probably won't pay the Mac schools for that. Um, you really hope that football season can come because that is a big revenue for a lot of schools. I know they're cutting programs like cross country, baseball, schools like that. I mean, Akron just brought back their golf, baseball, and cross country teams a few years ago, and they already had to cut them because of financial troubles. Akron, a, a school in general, that's just really hurting financially at the moment. So it is tough for these Mac schools because they you don't realize how much they rely on sports a lot. And after all this, it's going to be interesting to see how pay is kind of distributed because I know some of these uh, Mid-American Conference coaches of basketball and football programs do make a good amount of money. It's going to be interesting to see how Mac schools attack that in salary-wise in paying their coaches in the future. Yeah, you're really going to have to pay attention to who's taking, uh, whether it be a voluntary cut, whether it be a cut mandated by, you know, athletic director or somebody. Uh, but I did, and, and we've said this before, I believe the mid, uh, with Ohio in the Mid-American Conference right now, Ohio does not have the flexibility to cut any of their sports. Now, while I think you have to have a minimum of, of uh, you know, seven and seven, I saw Arkley tweet this out. Uh, but I've heard conflicting reports, whether it's on the scholarships, the amount of scholarships that you give out, uh, and comparatively uh, for for Title IX, right? So you're yep. not in a Title IX violation. Yeah, it's it's got to be even, which is why Ohio has six men's sports and nine women's sports, yep. right? Because that's even. So you scholarship wise, scholarship scholarship wise, right? Well, and, and money in general, you have to spend the same amount for men's sports than you do female sports, right? And I think that we. According to Arkley, we could drop a, a sport, but not without being in violation of you know, A, Title IX, and B, without dropping down from Division One to Division Two. So there's not a whole lot of flexibility that Ohio can do right now within you know, moving, unless they move down to Division Two to try to save costs, which I don't think anybody wants. Uh, but I think you know, they, they cannot cut a sport right now which means it all has to come from either furloughs, you know, saving money with, without paying people, or uh, with, with you know, slashing the, the budget. And one of the things that the Mid-American Conference has said today, and I have no idea why, you know, we're both sports people here, Brad. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know why, right, that football would be paying for a hotel room for the entire team the night before a home game. I can understand travel. I get travel. You want to get there ahead of time. You want to relax. You don't want to have, you know, you wake up with a sore neck or maybe you have a bad back, whatever it is. You know, I get it. You travel maybe a day ahead. You stay in the hotel room. You're prepared. You're well-rested to go the next day. That I can understand. But for a home game, I don't know why that anybody would pay for a hotel room for a home game. I get it. Right, Bowling Green comes, comes to Athens. Bowling Green gets a hotel room. Why do we have a? Why why are we putting our guys up in a hotel room? Now, that to me it, it baffles me. That that would be you know I can understand that would be a, a a waste of money. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But <clears throat> excuse me, in travel in general, it's I understand if you don't have transportation buses that can um, compensate a whole entire team. But really, if you look around the MAC, for especially for the Ohio schools, you don't necessarily need that. Um, extra day. I understand maybe to get that, uh, uh, get yourself in rhythm, as you said, proper rest. But these these rides are going to be about five or six hours in those midweek action games, or even head down on a Friday. So 
I don't really understand sometimes, other than the Saturday early games on maybe why you need to stay the night before, but these night games, there's no reason that you can't leave early in the day and then late at night. Now, granted, that's not going to be fun at all for any of those guys, especially you and I were both involved in in high school sports. You have those really long road trips after a day of school and then coming back that same night. It's not fun, but financially it may make a little bit more sense instead of having to pay for those hotel rooms, and it could just come to that. They may not have any other choice but to travel the same day and then travel back in the same day. Yeah, and I have no idea. You know, again, I get it with travel. You know, travel, I can understand there's more of a, uh, a push there, even if, you know, let, let's say academic-wise, right? Even if you wanted to say, all right, you know, classes end for the entire football team uh, or maybe the baseball team or the wrestling team, whatever it may be, classes end at, let's say, 5.30, right? Nobody has a class that lasts past 5.30. You pack the buses with who's going on the team at around 6.30. You know, you give them an hour lead, uh, leeway time. You take the night trip. You take, you know, you relax on the bus ride over there. You get the hotel. You sleep. You have a good night's rest. And then, you know, you're, able, you're ready to perform the next day. You know, that I can understand. You know, you're going to go. You're going to relax that night and then be ready to, to go out perform. Maybe you eat as a team. I know the football team, you know, you have those team meals. Everything is very structured when you go on the road. Uh, but, again, I, I, I don't understand why you would pay for a hotel. Like, you're going to take out, you know, the underclassmen, the sophomores, and the freshmen. You're going to take them out of the dorm rooms. You're going to take people out of their uh, apartments and their houses uh, and, and put them in a hotel room to then play a football game the next day. That, to me... I don't understand why you would do something like that when you are home. You know, when you're home, you should be more relaxed. You should be, uh, it, it should be comfortable. You're going to be put into a hotel room before the next day, and that's the one thing uh, that I don't get. We do have a caller on the line. Caller, you're on the sports van. Yeah, you're talking about staying at the hotel at home before the home game. Yeah. It started back a long time ago, and they tried to do it, like, before uh, Halloween at different uh, nights they wanted to get the team off campus and away from the bars and all that stuff like that. I know, like uh, a couple times before a uh, home game when they had Halloween weekend, they would go to Burroak, believe it or not, stay up there. Yeah, but what about, you know, when it's not... I, all right, so I can understand it when it's a Halloween weekend, you want to take that distraction away from the team, but then, you know, what about, let, let's just say it's a normal, normal uh, midweek game. Right. Let, let's say it's a, a Tuesday night game and it's, yeah, it's a normal Monday. There's nothing going on on a Monday. Yeah, that was always that was started way before we had the Mac Action games there in the middle of the week. But I know even like uh, used to be like you know non non homecoming, non Halloween. They used to do that just to get the kids off of Court Street and everything like that, just to stay in and get in, make sure they got in early and got a good night's rest. But I agree. I think now you know that's that's a waste right now. Right, and I, I was talking to somebody earlier today who said, you know, and it was more of a, like along the lines of a business side, right? Let's say your budget is, let's say, $500,000, right? But you only have, you know, you only spend $400,000 of it. Maybe to keep the budget the way that you want it and make sure that your budget doesn't get reduced, then you try to find extraneous stuff to spend money on. You know, maybe even from a business right. side, I can understand it. It's also going to be interesting too because I think you're going to. It's going to be interesting to see the schedules coming up. You know, because uh, I know like football, some of them are like five, six years in advance. It's going to be interesting to see if there's games canceled on that and just uh, you know closer games and 
you know, once again, like how about a bowl game? If we go to like the potato bowl or some kind of bowl game and, you know, like we don't win the back, I mean, we lose money on bowl games. I can see us turning down bowl games maybe. Typically, uh, you notice in the bowl season, the only reason that bowl season is still a, a huge thing is typically schools will actually gain money on bowl games. These bowl games at pay out the, very nicely. The winning team, at Especially least. Especially the winning team, too. You make a little bit more if you do win the bowl game. That's why bowl season's still a thing. Uh, these sponsors, these corporate sponsors, pour in a ton of money into bowl season. But going back to teams staying in their hotel rooms, it, it's a big psychological thing. I'm not going to disagree with the whole finances on that. It's a bad financial decision because you can't argue, and you will argue, that it is not smart, but a lot of professional teams even say that they do the same exact thing because you have these big games late in the season. Maybe you are on the road. You don't want to be so completely out of whack that you just come out flat early and then you have no chance to come back. So if you immediately install that into your team early in the season, throughout the season, then they become comfortable um, coming out of a hotel room the night before or traveling from a X location to the stadium and not just their homes. All right. Getting back to bowl games a little bit too, though, you know, you end up paying for the band to go, and a lot of a lot of people at the university get, uh, you know, they pay them to go and let them stay. Right. So you're going to have to cut a lot of that out for sure. Yeah, it but is. It's also going to be like interesting too to make sure, like the Ohio and basketball. I mean, you're going to have to try to schedule like Wright State, uh, uh, Dayton, Xavier, uh, Cleveland State, uh, you know. Western oh. Kentucky, teams like that. I think they're going to have to really redo their schedules a lot. Yeah, it'll definitely be, be interesting to see how you know, everything really pans out. And uh, really appreciate the call. Thanks for, for calling in. Uh, it is going to be interesting to see how all of those things change. You know, it's because, again, like, like the caller said, you know, all these schedules, the things that are automatically, you know, scheduled for the years to come, are they going to cancel? And then because it's a contract, are you now going to have to buy out of the contract? You know, are you going to... I know Ohio scheduled Nebraska. I don't remember how far ahead, uh, but do we have the money to, to go to Nebraska and, and play a football game? It's going to change all the way through. Well, it, it's definitely a profit if you go to a big Power 5 school like that. That's why uh, a mid-major team like Ohio plays schools like uh, Boston College, like a Pitt, like a Nebraska. It's because they're actually getting paid a good amount of money to go there. Um, and most of the time, I would imagine that Ohio is making a profit after all the money that they actually put into going to those games, preparing all that jazz, and eating at the different venues. But they do pay a good amount of money out of it. So that's why you play those big, non big you know, quote, right. um, non-conference games in order to make a good amount of money for your school is not only that that just goes right back in your athletic budget so most likely you're in the positive side after those games rather than the negative so, as far as finances go now on the field maybe <laughs> you're probably going to be in the negative there right well i mean the field is uh, what it is and uh, we've we got another uh, caller on the line caller you're on the sports fan okay um the reason that i'm calling um i i know very little about football and baseball and all that, but on the professional side, what about Burroughs when he goes to Cincinnati and what's it going to be? I mean, hopefully, you know, things will be financially for him because he definitely deserves it, but do you know what's going to happen and I'm going to hang up and thank you for the call. Yeah, and, and thank you for, for calling in. Uh, you know, 
professional sports is a different ballpark because you're talking about you know millions upon millions of dollars that you uh, with the TV contracts. Uh, with the gate revenue, and now you're not really going to have the ticket revenue. You might have the merchandise sales online, uh, but it's definitely not going to be the same as it would have been in person. Now, when I had Troy on here in Monday, Tua Tagovailoa had signed his contract for ballpark at around $25 million. Uh, there is a, a signing bonus for uh, Joe to get signed, but as of this moment, I have not seen that the Bengals have signed Joe. And Joe came out with a statement, I think it was on one of the, the Cleveland uh, or the, the Cincinnati Bengals websites, you know, some, uh, a team that covers uh, the Bengals. And he said he was going to hold off and wait to see how, how the future pays off. Now, I know Joe has been preparing for the season as, as the NFL getting ready to have the, a normal season or as normal as possible of a season. Uh, but it is, I'd like to see... If, if two is getting signed, I'd like to see Joe get signed. Yeah, I don't know why, and, and Troy kind of had that sentiment too. I don't know why you, know, you would hold off on signing your number one overall pick, somebody that you, you know, a day before you sent him the jersey to, to welcome him to the team. Yeah, well, Joe's already making a good amount of money based off endorsement deals. The second that that national championship game ended, I'm sure his whoever um, his agent was getting blown up with possible deals. I'm sure he was, too. Like, for example, he was already in a Nerf commercial, posted a picture in his backyard with Bose headphones on. I'm sure he made a good amount of money just Buffalo on that Wings. post alone. I'm sorry? Oh, Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Yep, he probably got paid a lot of money to post a picture and say he was having beat-ups for dinner. So he's doing fine financially as far as that goes. All those corporate sponsors have got him. Now, it's just interesting that he hasn't signed a contract yet. So I'm sure, like I said, he doesn't need the money. All that's coming from his sponsorship deals as most athletes um, get majority of their money through their sponsorships and not through their exact contract. In fact, many of them will either donate that money or just save that money straight up and only spend their sponsor money. But that is odd that the Bengals have made a good amount of offseason moves to build up this Bengal team a little bit, but they just haven't signed them yet. So I don't know if that's Joe just holding back or if they're just kind of in a little bit of a negotiation process on how much he should actually get. Well, it, I think you get the signing bonus of $24 million. And then there was a four-year deal for, I think, $36 million. That was on the table, and that was reported. But uh, that ink hasn't gone to paper yet. You know, might have a couple uh, reservations. You know, obviously, Joe's going to what he does best is play football. You know, Joe's going to be prepared for football, and I'm sure his agent is talking with the team and uh, trying to negotiate things out. But I haven't seen you know, any other moves besides maybe early March from the Cincinnati Bengals right now? Because I haven't seen anything with, with the Bengals trying to make moves, sign players. Uh, I don't think they've signed any of their, their draft picks just yet. Well, yeah, this is a pretty much dead period as far as signing goes. Right now you're just trying to negotiate those rookie contracts because, um, honestly, there should be a lot of voluntary workouts being going on at the moment, <clears throat> excuse me, in the NFL, but they're simply just not happening because of this whole virtual process. So teams, I think, are on a little bit of a standstill. I think right now, since the draft is over, free agency is done as well, they're just trying to get focused on what they need to do to get players on the field and get the NFL season going again. I know the schedule's out. Right now, there's a Sunday that looks to be incredible. We'll have Masters in the morning, and we'll have NFL starting at 1 p.m., and also Sunday Night Football. So that day, I will not leave my couch. You can mark that down. But that's going to be an awesome day. But that's how we really think the NFL is trying to figure out right now is just how can they get their players on the field. Yeah, they'll have to figure that out and you know, hopefully time will tell 
hopefully in the next you know, week or two we, we see some kind of formulation of, you know, all right, normalcy or maybe you know, baseball will come out of, with a plan. Football will you know, say, all right, we, we're going to have games without fans. Whatever it is, you know, get, get a plan in place. Our plan right now, we're going to take a timeout. We'll be right back on the Sports Van, presented by J&K Contracting. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Introducing the limited edition Budweiser Discovery Reserve, brewed to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. An American red lager with a light hoppy aroma, followed by a hint of toffee and a crisp finish. Inspired by our archival recipe from the time of the Apollo missions. Enjoy responsibly. 2019 Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Discovery Reserve American Red Lager, Ale in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your drivers and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-218-6440. 800-218-6440. 800-218-6440. That's 800-218-6440. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Back on the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Mills with the mic alongside Brad Walker. We'll extend a little bit, maybe 635. Phone lines are always open at 740-592-6646. Call in. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff being reduced, cut. Or you know, layoffs, which are unfortunate right now, and you always, you really always hate to see uh, when, when you have to save money and and, and lay people off because you're talking about jobs, you're talking about uh, you know people's livelihoods. So it it is a very tough situation that is going on uh, right now, especially since Ohio cut um, or laid off 53 people. Yeah, it's not fun at all for really anyone, but. 
looking at the positive things, things are opening up today. So anyone listening, highly recommend having that chance. Actually, it's been kind of off and on rainy today. But go sit outside and support a local business. I know a ton of these local businesses are opening up them patios um, to you. So practice social distancing, wear those masks, and enjoy the, the openings. Don't don't make a mad rush. We don't we don't need a ton of people there. But just enjoy what's going on. It's cool to see, cool to see things open. I know Ohio is going to steadily open up the state as we go on. And it, it's a risk that we're going to have. But it's also a risk if you don't open up things because we can't stay quarantined forever right and you know, it, it's also a good thing to see that you know ohio is going to open up for baseball and other non-contact sports starting on the 26th uh so may 26th it'll be good to have those things open up a uh, couple things at seven o'clock today uh, we'll have a cincinnati reds rewinds then we got ohio state football tomorrow for you it's really, if you pay attention to the schedule, Wednesdays, you got Cincinnati Reds talk from 6 to 7. That's why we don't have the sports fan. Then on Thursdays, Columbus Blue Jackets, Reds on Fridays, and then Ohio State football on Saturdays. Uh, so we, we have been keeping up uh, with trying to provide some sport content, uh, but it'll be even better now uh, once baseball starts back up, once you know football season, I guess, rolls around, once basketball, uh, you know, really kicks into gear and, and hopefully they have a full season uh, or a rest of their season because who knows I mean you said the Masters on that Sunday with Sunday night football and the other football game you could have a, an NBA playoff game maybe <laughs> happening at that time I, I anything's on the table right now you know, it's just crazy to see yeah normally this is prime spot for NBA playoffs but certainly the NBA could pick back up that's gonna the NBA is what interests me the most is what they're going to do are they going to completely cancel the season or are they still going to pick it up I think personally you might as well go ahead and pick it well yeah you know go ahead pick it up because I, I really just I want to see LeBron win another championship personally and I think it would have happened this year with the way the Lakers were playing and also the Clippers too that would have been so fun to see and I think it still can be fun to see as already facilities are opening up very soon too for most teams around the league that's a positive sign and I'm, I'm going to guess the first few weeks, even months maybe, we are not going to have fans in arenas. I mean, the UFC did it. I know the UFC is not the most popular sport in America, but it is certainly popular, and people were very happy just to see sports again. And the UFC is trying to get Conor McGregor to fight again. I believe he actually is doing it soon this summer. That's going to draw in a lot of attention. He has a huge following, especially after someone like that, as notorious as he is, competes in a pay-per-view. <laughs> That's when we're really going to see, because as someone like me that likes right. the UFC but doesn't necessarily watch every pay-per-view um i will definitely have a better opinion because i'm gonna watch conor mcgregor dude's awesome well henry cejudo i think i said his name right but he just retired uh i, I saw a lot of the i follow a lot of the wrestlers on twitter they were uh disappointed that he retired from the ufc uh but yeah i i also liked how you worked in mcgregor's nickname in there he, the n- notorious we'll play on Conor words McGregor. there you know, yeah. I've learned a decent amount in my first three years at Ohio University. They've luckily blessed me <laughs> with common knowledge and how to just, you know, sprinkle it and keep it up. Yeah, got to keep it up, keep it going. Uh, but you know, with baseball, because baseball right now is they're, they're trying to figure out a way to reopen. The owners put together a plan, presented it to the players' union, and the players' union is pushing back. I mean, it, it's kind of a hot-button topic right now because the players – have already agreed to a 50% pay cut this year, right? Because you're only going to play if you play 82 games, which is what they're trying to do. You know, whatever you're going to make this year, they split it in half, which is fine. The players agreed to that. Then, on top of that, the owners now wanted to cut it another 33%, to which they're going to 
push it back, uh, and they're getting a lot of pushback from the players because of that. And I really didn't understand. Yes, I'd love for baseball to come back, but you got to take in consideration the health. you got to consider, you know, how many games you're going to try to play in a short period of time. Uh, So the health and well-being of the player as well. But I saw Trevor Bauer on Twitter respond. I think it was a dad. And the dad says, you know, my kid plays for free at his high school, loves playing for the team, and doesn't understand why the baseball players uh, don't really want to uh, come back without getting paid, you know, the the almighty dollar. And Bauer had a good response by saying along the lines of, you know, know what your value is. Know that your talents are valued and you deserve to be at a professional level. You deserve to be paid for your talents. So I, I thought he handled that really well, and it, it kind of, you know, I, I, I agree with Bauer because they're owed this money. They signed the contract. They already agreed to a 50% cut. Now they're, you know, it might be a little bit ridiculous now trying to take another 33% away from them. It can, and that's their livelihood. Is I understand people's frustrations. It's like, yeah, I go play pickup basketball. It's free. It's, it doesn't matter. I played sports in high school. I played it for free. In fact, actually, some schools, you have to pay to play, so you're actually losing money playing that said sport. But this is what they do. This is their job, just as some people's jobs may have been taking away from them um, during this COVID-19 pandemic. It's the same for them. Is A starting pitcher, they get paid to strike people out, get out. That's what their job is, and they just can't do it right now. And for some of those minor leaguers who are already driving Ubers, DoorDashing, all of that, that they already needed that on top of it. And some of these lower-level players you may see kind of fade out a little bit just be, because they need to find another livelihood in order to provide for themselves and, and family as well. So saying that, well, yeah, my kid's playing for free and you're getting paid all this money, well, these people have expenses. They have had expensive lifestyles. They probably have very nice homes that they paid for or are still paying for, and they need the funds to still continue to pay for that so that way they don't have to go file for bank- bankruptcy and all of that not fun stuff. So like I said, these people, that's their job is to get paid. You and I right now, this is our job is to deliver sports news, even though there's not a whole lot of it, but that's what we're supposed to do. And you know, the bottom line is there are bills to pay, and a lot mm-hmm. of people are struggling to pay those bills right now. And, you know, baseball players are not excluded from that statement. You know, and it, it's like, you know, how sometimes you'll see uh, an artist or a photographer, right? Somebody says, hey, can you come take a picture? Uh, I'll pay it 10 bucks. Well, um, 10 bucks is not maybe the artist you know, might just have a, a camera or a phone camera and might take the picture, but... When you're talking about people who do photography for a living or do artistry for a living, you know, you're talking about, all right, the travel time to get there. You're talking about, uh, you know, taking the picture, developing it, and, you know, producing it to maybe adjust the lighting or whatever it is. The, the, the point is, you know, there's a lot more that goes into it than just clicking the button. There's a lot more to baseball than it is just to swing in the bat and, and pitching. There's a whole business aspect behind of it. Just got a notification from Beast to report that NFL facilities can open May 19. May 19. So that's awesome. That's in four days. So all NFL facilities or is this? Yeah, clubs may begin reopening facilities Tuesday as long as they comply with league protocol and state and local regulations. Now that comes via Bleacher Report. Don't want to get copyrighted there. So, but the. with the reopening, though, they still have to pay attention to if the state is yes. going to allow them to reopen. 
Yes. So, like, uh, the Browns would be able to will not be able to open until the 26th, right? That's when DeWine said that outdoor activities are allowed to open again. Yeah, sometime around yeah. the 21st to the 26th. I remember I got to take a look at the Ohio uh, coronavirus.gov. Think yeah. it was Ohio. Ohio. They just have to abide by state yeah. by state. So some teams may not be able to open um, that early, but the league has said that it is safe enough to do so, and that's good. The leagues are saying it, and that they are for, uh, not necessarily forcing, but they're saying you still have to abide by regulations, and they're not trying to override some of these state and local governments. Yeah, it, it's good. You know, I guess there was that national you know, NFL said, "All right, we're closing all facilities." And now they're lifting that you know, nationally, mm-hmm. and now it's going to be up to them individually, state by state, to see whether or not they can actually comply with that, or if they have to wait a little bit longer until it's safe in that state. Or, you know, on on the other side of that, you might see a couple football players, or maybe you know, maybe Joe, Ohio opens up on the 26th, let's say, and how about West Virginia opens up uh, tomorrow? You, know, you, you could see football players traveling across state lines. And you know, practicing together at a facility, uh, maybe that's not in their state. So since that national ban is lifted, you might see some traveling between players, and maybe not just football, but uh, when, when baseball opens up practice facilities or when the NBA opens up, you could see them going to a different location to try to practice and get ready for when their season starts up again. Oh, certainly. I mean, these guys, these athletes have found ways to keep themselves in shape. It's not like they're just sitting at home waiting, whether it's going to their own personal facilities or reaching out to different facilities now that things are starting to get lifted up again and asking to use um, theirs. But they are definitely still staying in shape, staying ready. Um, I'm sure the NFL players are going through the same exact regimen that they would any other offseason. It's just they can't do it with their team at the moment. Well, it's an interesting Friday. A lot of some disappointing news with the cuts and the budget cuts across the Mid-American Conference and some good news. You get a haircut again, I think 90% of the state has opened up. I think that's what he said anyway. Well, this has been the Sports Fan on 970 97.1 WATH. Brad Walker, this is Connor Mills signing off. We come your way again on Monday, 6.06. Enjoy the weekend. Have a good one.